0: He always said something that made you say like it's like just shake your head like
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: kind of like yeah. joe on the radio show in the past right
3: just like you yeah def- definitely a homer
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i can't
3: believe that's a penalty <laughs> <laughs> half the people in the building can yeah Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender.
2: Welcome to episode 18 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Everyone, Rob Gilreath, hey guys, and Matt Cavender. You already know who it is. (laughs) This week, as we recap the Fair State series and prepare for Minnesota State, uh, we noticed a cool story about a Minnesota high school team making the trek to Houghton and reached out to their coach and former Husky player Austin Kreiser to tell us about their weekend. Thanks for joining us, Austin.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me.
2: Uh, This week, we'll talk about Austin's MCU hockey career, Michigan Tech series against the Bulldogs the simile spartans uh weekend in houghton and preview the thanksgiving series in mankato anything else guys i just Sounds want to know
4: to... how dustin's getting so many deer when i didn't see any this weekend <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: i'm sure that'll come up everybody seemed to like my flat tire story so we can try talk about dustin's deer hunting uh, all right before we go to our commercial break i'd like to thank our latest patron Red Ridge, for signing up to support the podcast uh, i think we missed that last week because it it happened like during the podcast two weeks ago so happy to have another patron on supporting the podcast uh they did the annual membership which i think gets you like 10 percent off or i forget what it is i think like a 60 dollar membership is uh cost you 51 bucks if you do annual so uh all right let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsors and we'll be right back with austin crisis We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more, Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com.
3: I was a... I was on the bench for a uh, twelve or thirteen nothing uh, drubbing by Michigan at the GLI my freshman year. <laughs> it's another it's a, that
2: sounds it's... very similar to the first two times I ever went to the GLI. I think I saw a Tech score one goal in two games and give up about thirteen.
3: <laughs> we, uh, I'll tell you guys the story quick. We uh, the weekend before we went to Alaska, we had a series in Alaska. Uh, we came back. We, we we got into Minneapolis at noon on Sunday. And our, our little uh, Masaba flight back up to Houghton <laughs> was that was
4: the old was that, props were loud. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It, loud. Yeah. It, the plane that we loaded as a team and unloaded as a team when we got to, and yeah, from you would have filled yeah. It. <laughs> we, we opened up the gate, you know, the the plane pulled up, we opened up the belly and filled her up ourselves. And you know, <laughs> there's all sorts of stories, you know, the, the pilot opening the door and going, hold on, boys, we're going to climb to get above the weather quick here. And you're like, this, this is a made for TV movie in the making here. So, but we, uh, we had a we had a nine hour layover and Coach Mancini had a no going to the bars rule when we were players. <laughs> sure. And so, you know, being a Minnesota kid, I called my parents and said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm home. You want to come get me? I'll come have a meal." And so I went home. But most of the other players, the non-Minnesotans, all uh, they all jumped in a cab and headed over to the old Mall of America and found themselves at uh, one Hooters. Having some, having some, having some wings and whatever else you do there at Hooters. And, you know, I, I would argue that Hooters is not a bar, but it's neither here nor there. It's, um, it's more like Applebee's. It's, uh, yeah, my boys were all screaming on Saturday night up in Houghton, by the way bees at nine coach bees at nine half price appetizers and i'm like we go to applebee's when we're home we're not going to applebee's
2: I <laughs> no. no. don't have pasties at
3: applebee's we're not going to applebee's so. so i think the only time dustin and i
2: ever did applebee's on a road trip was bemidji because it was the only <laughs> restaurant open after the game in the entire <laughs> oh. town it's not what oh. we wanted to do but that was what we had to do for dinner
0: it was it yeah. was that or or mcdonald's or something like that
3: yeah oh. so we uh so anyways, you know, the coaches on Sundays back then, you know, the coaches after a series, they all go on the road and do recruiting on Sundays. And so we had, uh, we had Ipper Chris Ipson, who was our trainer. And, uh, and I don't remember if somebody else was with us, but we, we show back up at the, uh, the airport. And of course, a couple of guys find a way to uh, fall asleep while we're waiting for that plane at nine o'clock. And so, you know, <laughs> coach Mancini catches wind that, Hey, you know, a couple of guys were maybe at the bar, um, <laughs> So, you know, we get back to Houghton and, you know, tough practice, tough practice on Monday Uh, after practice, Coach Mancini comes in the locker room and says, Hey, you know, by a show of hands. And now we're we're headed into the GLI, right? Students are gone. GLI is next. We got number one, Michigan. And they got Mike leg. They got Marty Turco. You know, they got a bunch of NHLers on that team. They're, they're, incredibly gifted and talented hockey team
5: and I want to stop you for just a second because for the youngins that don't know Mike Leg is the one that like pioneers the lacrosse move he so is like the that's Michigan a, goal yes. yeah <laughs> so that's like a big deal so yeah so just it, to get that in here real quick for context
3: you continue now. it was that season against the Gophers that he did the uh, yeah. the infamous Michigan, <laughs> Michigan move so yeah that now we spend 45 of our 60 minutes in practice work. Come on, boys, let's work on something (laughs) real. here. Anyways, they, uh, so yeah, so we're, you know, we're headed to GLI. Mancini comes in the locker room after practice on Monday and says, Hey, you know, it's, it sounds like there were a couple guys that were, were at the bar. Um, you know, I want honesty here. I want you to raise your hand. You're not going to play on Friday night against Michigan. And, And I think full well coach Mancini thought these two guys that, you know, caught wind that were sleeping in the airport were are at the bar and un unbeknownst to to bob it was 12 13 14 guys that all raised the, their hands and so <laughs> um, i don't know if there's i don't know if there's somewhere you can look up but we we played the number one team in the country uh we played we played michigan in front of twenty thousand at joe lewis and we might have had 12 or 13 guys on the bench that's all we had Oh, yikes! It was um, my memory of it was that prior to that game, you know, I'm a Minnesota kid. The Big Ten's not, you know, I'm I'm a WCHA. I'm a hockey kid. Um, I didn't know Michigan's fight song, and by the end of that game, it was. (laughs) They played it after every goal, at the start and end of every period, and yeah, yeah, you know, I. You know, we had, we had Johnny Kissel. Johnny Kissel was a year ahead of me on our team. Johnny was a born and bred Michigan guy. You know, I, he might've been toe tapping on that bench a little bit. I don't know, but it was, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, it was, uh, it was something. It was, I was, you know, I was, we had 12 guys on the ice. I think I was the only number listed on the fourth line. It was, you know, it was, it was what it was, but it was, um, I think it was four nothing before I got my first shift, everything that could have went wrong in that game went wrong um that's yeah, rough it was it was <laughs> really uh, rough. yeah the and, joke. And, and
2: yet you recovered and
3: won the third place game against cornell yeah
4: yeah,
2: yeah. seven it's to seven three seven to
3: one seven three yeah okay yeah with a brent that's peterson
2: right. hat trick apparently
3: oh Petey. I, i just his hands were incredible that guy a defenseman could come around the net and throw a breakout pass to him two feet in the air three feet behind him and he would knock it down and i mean he just just incredible incredibly gifted hands for a guy of his size.
5: Yeah, it's always uh, great when you got a guy that just if you can put the puck in his area code, he can try to do something with
3: it. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> you know, one of the things that my coaches comment that my coaches made about current tech team versus, you know, maybe a tech team 30 years ago, they you know, they'd ask me when when we were in that locker room, you know, a lot of the guys were in there, they were just getting ready for their pre-game skate and and for the most part, and I might be wrong and I know you guys have rosters and but they all seem the same in body structure. And what I mean by that is they, they all kind of, to me, standing there, and this is, I'm not scoping this thing out, but they all seem like they're six, six, one, six, two. They all seem like they're about 180 pounds. You know, they're just, they're lean, you know, just fit. You're, you're saying there's no
2: Bartolo Colon's anymore.
4: No, you I'm know saying he's saying that, there's no no out I'm there. I'm
2: saying there's no.
3: So Mike's name came up. So Figgy. There's no so, Figgies you know, out there. We didn't have you know we didn't have five two Mike or I five four Mike Figliomini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have you know six two six three you know Peterson brothers. We didn't have you know that our team was so you know Brett Myers you know I mean our team was so you know Andy Sutton six six two you know. And, and, you know, we've had John Scott and we've had, you know, we've had some guys come through, but, but this team, you know, the game with the speed and the skill is really a prototypical type player for the most part. You know, we, we were so all over the board with that roster. When I think about, you know, height, weight, speed, strength, um, just different, different how teams are built <clears throat> today, versus yeah. how they were built. Yeah. The entire the
2: team is five ten to six, five and. One hundred and seventy-seven to two hundred and five pounds, according to the roster.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it's just teams are just the the players, the teams, the game has changed, you know, and it's uh, yeah, it's really interesting. It Wasn't interesting. No, it
2: is a little different than like when when, uh, Rob and Dustin and I were students and we had uh, John Pittis versus John Scott and there was like a foot
4: and a half difference between uh-huh. them. I think I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive that if you look at at heights, figgy is probably one of the shortest guys that's played for tech in the last 40 years by far. He he was not a big guy. His name was longer than it was. And he was tall. It seemed at times.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I tell you what he, he, you know, just, uh, you know, for his size, I mean, he played bigger than he was his skill set, his puck handling skills, the way he saw his, his, his hockey IQ and his vision were, were just fantastic. Um, you know, speaking of Brett Peterson, I, uh, my freshman year uh, first game of the year uh, was uh Laurentian Canadian team came down for a, for one game. And yep, they still do um, on occasion. Do they? Yep. So I, so yep, Matt so hates our... that. I do. We, it's <laughs> uh, it's a can of worms you don't need to open right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, here I am this, you know, first game out of the, out of the shoe here, freshman year. Um, I didn't even know what number I was. I I walk into the locker room and the Chrysler jersey with number 31 is hanging in my stall. And, you know, 31, okay, you know. And so get, you know, kind of thinking, you know, 31, you know, kind of a goalie number, you know, seems a little (laughs) odd to me, you know, but I'll, you know, I I actually liked it better than 13. I thought 13 was something that was a possibility. Uh, I don't know that we had a 13 on the team at the time. Um, So, anyways, uh, uh, Brett Peterson, uh, captain at one point comes over to me during pregame and puts his arm around me. And he says, he says, he says, cries. He goes, I just want you to know that the guy that wore that jersey before you used to block 50 shots a game. We're expecting the same from you, and, <laughs> and so I, I think it was. I think it was. I, and I mean, I you know, I, I didn't even know what he was talking about at the time, but I I believe Jamie Ram was. It the, was, uh, the, that
4: was Rammer's number, yes. Yeah, yeah. was was, was the last was the last owner of the
3: thirty one jersey. So um, A little when, different. Know, just when you start to talk about character, when you start to talk about leadership. You know, you see a guy like Petey and, and I mean, I, you know, things that are memorable for me, you, you want to ask me, you know, how we did against whoever Denver, my sophomore year, I'm not going to remember, but it's those memorable moments. And and you talk about coaching a high school program. Um, you know, it's, it's the trip to, to Michigan tech that 20 years from now, when these guys are sitting down at Dracula's having a beer together, they're going to be talking about that, that trip to tech. They're going to be talking about how, they stayed up till four 30 or five in the morning and then had to, had to get up at six to play, you know, to play Jeffers, you know, at, at eight o'clock They're, you know, those are the things that they're going to remember. And, and I remember that you know, I remember Petey, I remember Petey, you know, with that, you know, telling me to, we need 50 block shots out of you tonight, yeah. Kreiser. So <laughs> just a, just a great story. <laughs>
4: yeah. That's a, uh, th- those few years the goalies were, were responsible for stealing quite a few games, those in that era. Yeah, Rammer think, definitely did it. Then Dave Weniger was there for a while. L- Luch was there for a while. Luch, yeah, who else been around there? He had a fun name to say as a kid. You were know, excited to get his signature because it was giant on your poster. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many letters involved there.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it might have been the year before that they uh they beat CC. Yep.
4: Yeah, it was I think, was, I think it was Rammer's senior year.
3: Yeah, and I think they killed, I mean, this is history, but I, and I was not a part of the program, but Jensen, who was year ahead of me, an Eden Prairie uh, product, um, you know, his kids are, he's got a couple of senior boys right now on that Chaska Chan team that are they're phenomenal hockey players on a, you know, a number one or number two in the state team. Um, yeah, he, uh, you know, he talked about them, I think the last four or five, six minutes, you know, the referees were trying to give the game to Colorado and and they were killing a five on three and Rammer just stood on his head.
4: Yep, that's and, where the yeah. the uh, CC rule came into play because they didn't make. I want to say they didn't make the national tournament as like the number one seed because they tanked to us. Yep, and because uh, it was I th-
2: about it had to be like the the top couple teams in each conference made it for sure. And yep, and because of like the I think the CCHA was far enough along that they um, took up a spot then, and yeah, CC did not make it in '94, so we got a new rule for yep.
4: that. Yeah, and that that was Ram's responsibility. You're remembering <laughs> correct there. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know, I had the, I had uh, the privilege to play with with Sutton, Andy Andy Sutton, and yeah, he was 6'6", 215 when he came in as a freshman, and left as six six two forty five. And yeah. <laughs> you know, the only guy I know that you know, I well, I don't know a lot of six six guys, but undrafted, and you know, just an incredible incredible work ethic. He, uh, you know, I know he spent a couple, couple mornings before class for four seasons uh, working with a, with a figure skating coach and was just an animal in the weight room. And, you know, really, you know, just a a ton of focus on what he wanted to get out of hockey and where he wanted to go. And, you know, I remember that senior year when, when San Jose and St. Louis were fighting, they were fighting over him, you know, back and forth with these contracts and him, you know, eventually choosing San Jose and, and going to Kentucky to, to finish out the season. So yeah, pretty, uh, pretty, he was, he was a beast. He was, he was a beast. So to circle back a little bit, how did
2: you end up becoming a head coach at or becoming a hockey coach at Simley?
3: Yeah. So I, I, uh, great question. I, I live in Invergrove Heights. Um, I have, uh, my oldest son is a, uh, is a senior on the team this year. And so just, you know, through involvement in the youth program, um, Coach Joseph before me had an opp- had an opening uh, as an assistant coach, and so I uh, I took the job. Let me tell you something. Everybody loves the assistant coach. You're the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're the fist bumping guy. You're the you know you're the telling the guys how great they are. You're the guy that the players come to and you know they're they have you know they've got a question and you're not the decision maker. And so I I had the opportunity to be an assistant under Coach Joseph. Um, just an an absolutely wonderful coach. Um, He got it. He got what it was like, you know, he'd been a high school hockey coach for a number of years, you know, understood that, you know, the the coaching's easy. The X's and O's are easy. Um, The game piece of it is easy. It's the connecting with the kids. It's the administration side of being a head coach, a head high school hockey coach. That is, it's an incredible amount of time that unless you've done it, you just from scheduling games to scheduling buses, to uniforms, to pucks, to, blue line club to parents, <laughs> to, to,
2: to all sorts of, you but know, we, and won't, I mean, we won't dig too much on that comment, but we hear ya. you.
3: Yeah, wear, <laughs> yeah you, you wear a lot of hats. So I, you know, coach Joseph uh, took a job in his, uh, his hometown of River Falls and, and the job, um, the job became open and it was, you know, maybe a couple years before I was wanting to have that job, just because I've, I've, I had four kids, they were all really young, but um, interviewed for the job uh, was offered the job. Um, and, you know, super interesting, sat down, went to, uh, went to dinner with our AD and, you know, I kept saying, are you offering me the job? Are you offering me the job? He goes, wait, you know, I want to talk about what it means to be a head coach in the community that, that you live in. Um, so, you know, we talked a little bit about what that means and how different that is than coaching in maybe a community that you're not from. Um, but he offered me the job. Uh, he showed me the contract. I asked him if I could, tear the contract up and keep track of my hours and he'd pay me minimum wage and he said not a chance in hell and so <laughs> uh, uh, you know we, we signed that we signed that contract and and yeah we got after it it's um you know i learned a lot from coach joseph um you know obviously you, you take some of what you've learned from the coaches you played for um through youth hockey your high school hockey through junior hockey um at the collegiate level um i had the chance i you know i coached uh, multiple youth teams. I had coach Bantam teams for a couple of years in Invergrove. Um, but you know took the job, not necessarily, you know with coach Joseph telling me, you just don't quite get how much work it is and what's it involved and in, and you don't. Um, you you learn it, you, you learn as you go. Um, yeah, took the job at Simley High School. Um, it's where I live. Um, you know i've I've known these kids this this team, our team this year, our varsity team, we have seventeen seniors. And, and those, those of you guys that follow Minnesota state high school league, hockey the state, you know, the state of hockey um, it's a large number of seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, these are kids that, you know, early on, we were working super hard at T ball fields and soccer fields to, you know, in a, in a community like ours, come out for hockey, come out and play hockey. Um, we've got a, a gentleman in town, a, a, a business owner that he funds our, he funds our mini mite program so any kid in the community that wants to play mini mites we'll give them a free bag of equipment and and they get to come and do mini mites to try to set the hook you know we we know that once we get the kids on the ice and we get them moving that mm-hmm. that we've got them you know what, it's, what age is that uh mini mites are typically pre-k kindergarten first grade it's really through second grade Okay. so your your, your mite program your mini mites Ours are a little different. You know, we, we call it just first year players. You know, we, we, we will get, you know, we'll get some second graders. We, we've got kids that start, you know, skating at three and four years old. Parents mm-hmm. are, they come from hockey families, but we have a lot of kids in our community that are not hockey families. And, you know, so we, um, we take, you know, we actually take the boys, the uh, USA hockey does a tri hockey free event in November. We take our high school team down to the local elementary schools and we read Brady Brady books to all of the kindergarten, first and second graders. And, and then we have our boys, you know, read the Brady Brady books and then do a Brady Brady coloring page. And on the back of it is our tri hockey free information. And, you know, (laughs) and so we've got bins and bins of donated skates. We put skates and equipment on these kids and, and our players come out, you know, on both the boys and the girls side of the program, they come out and they skate with these kids. And, you know, these parents are just like, oh, this is so cool. What do we do? And, you know, typically, you know, we'll get, you know, we'll get a dozen, 15, 20 kids. To sign up for that mini my program and our mini my program is just a one day a week on sundays you get a free bag of equipment um but it you know i i tell everybody i tell everybody when we're when we're out recruiting or we see kids in grocery stores or we you know in town that look you know mom and dad there's there's you live in the state of minnesota you live in, in this in minnesota there's two things you should teach your kids you should teach them how to swim and you should teach them how to skate because they're going to get invited to birthday parties where they need to do both and I said, <laughs> no, 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 no. whether they ever, whether they ever play hockey or not is, you know, yeah. come out and skate. What, what, what you find is once you get them up on those edges, you get them away from those walkers, you get them away from making those snow angels and they start moving faster than they can walk. You got them, you know, yeah. Yeah. You got them. and, and, you know, we, we, we are a community-based program. We don't have a lot of, of hockey families. We, we've we got, we've got moms and dads that throw skates on and go out and push pucks and, And, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to, to build this program and to, you know, to, to make Simley high school, um, a a known high school in, in, in class high school hockey. And, and so, you know, we've had, we've had, this is, this will be the start of my 10th season as head coach. It'll be my 13th season. I think the average high school hockey coach lasts seven years. Right. So we've, (laughs) we've beat the odds a little bit. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we've, 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 uh, we've had section semifinals and section finals. And, um, you know, it's our, our program ebbs and flows with with the, the athletes that come through it. Um, we're super excited about this season. We've got 15 senior skaters and two senior goalies, you know, a lot of returning players from last year's season. And, um, yeah. You, my experience, what, what I would say with, with high school hockey, especially at the class A level is you win with, you win with seniors. Yeah. Um, you, they aren't necessarily always the most talented, um, but they are, there's they're, they're just a little stronger. They're a little faster. They win more puck battles. They get more pucks out. They're willing to block more shots and less flamingos. Um, <laughs> they play <laughs> You know, they play a little bit when, you, when you're a sophomore and I, we tell the boys this every year, you feel like you have all the time in the world. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in game five, game 10, game 15 of your senior year going, holy crap, I can't believe it's almost over. You know, it just goes so quick. And, you know, so you get a big group of seniors that go, hey, boys, let's go. It's our senior year you know they get in the weight room after that junior year a little harder than they do after their sophomore or freshman year. Yeah. Um, they just play a little more desperate. They play a little bit more like this is it. You know, this is this is going to war with with the guys I've played with my whole life and and let's do this thing and so yeah, we're we're super excited. We're super excited about about this season. Um we've got a really good group of kids. I I will tell you in high school hockey it takes two things to win. It takes talent and it takes culture. And you can't win with, with one and not the other. And, and what I mean by that is I've, I've had some talented teams that, you know, you've had some stronger personalities, I'll say, and it's, it's hard to get that culture where you need it to, with the talent that you have to be very successful at the end of the year. And, and I've had some, I've had some teams that are just really nice kids. The culture's great but the talent isn't there. And and you just don't, you don't, <laughs> you know, you need, you need to have talent. You need to have culture. And and I, you know, what I'm excited about this year is, is I believe that we have both, you know, I've seen enough of it over 13 years. And, and, you know, this is a year where I, I think we can, we can win a lot of games and we can, we can do some, some damage in, in sections. So super excited. You know, that, the the dream of playing at the X is real, you know, it's uh it's real for, for a lot of, for a lot of boys and girls in the state of Minnesota. And and it's fun. It's fun to be a part of.
4: Yeah. It's, it's, it's incredible to hear about it from the outside for sure. I mean, it's just talking about how you're driving the enrollment, if you will, in the program by getting on the community, grassrooting it, having the actual team themselves drive the next generation by being out there. That's, that's awesome to hear. It's a yeah. cool way of doing things and it's the grassroots side of that which does make it the Indiana basketball, the Texas, you know, football, like you said.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, we have a, we have a wonderful community. We have a wonderful, uh, you know, we get a nice uh, student body that comes to our games. Our parents are, pause for, for drama. Yes, uh, yes, our, (laughs) our parents are, you know, our parents are very passionate. Let's say that they're very passionate about their boys and, and their hockey teams, um, you know, our our we we co-op with South St. Paul, but they are also our crosstown rival. And as a coach at Simley High School, the team can go two and twenty-three. And as long as you win a couple of games against the Packers, everybody loves you in town. So we <laughs> those games are those are the games we ask the band to come and we do the, you know, we do the uh some of the some of the other ways, you know, we we do the might night and some of the other things to get, you know, a, a full rink from from both communities, and they're they're very lively very lively contest. So yeah, we, you know, we're, we're a small school. We're not, we're not one of those big schools, but we, we have, you know, we've got some rivalries too. And, and, and it's what makes, you know, high school hockey so special.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's cool.
2: Yeah. I was just looking at your section assignment. I see, uh, did Bloomington Kennedy, are they down an A for the first time and got assigned to your section?
3: Yeah. So we've, we've added last year. We, uh, so we lost two rivers, which was formerly Henry Sibley. Uh, they were, they were forced by enrollment to move up to double a, okay. uh, you know, they'll, they have a, they have a very nice team. They're, they're very well coached uh, coach Ferraro uh, coach Um, They were really looking to, they, they were one of those teams that I think would have, you would have thought, you know, it'll be interesting to see that they'll play Mott cause we're in the same conference. You know, that'll be a competitive game. They've, they've got a, they've got a, a good team. They've got some, they've got kids in their, their program that are staying and not, you know, they, they share their youth with St. Thomas. And so they lose a lot of those high-end players to St. Thomas, but they're they're keeping a handful of them now every year, which is making their program stronger and stronger. Um, yeah, Kennedy and and Southwest Christian were added to Section Four A this year. Um, we lost two rivers, so um, yeah, they're. I don't know if Kennedy was A or AA last year because they weren't in our section, but they. Yeah. I think they
0: were. I think they were A last time around, and that was the okay. first time they're A.
2: Okay, I know they yeah. they're. I've learned a lot about the Bloomington schools over the last couple of years, but, uh, yeah, since my girlfriend lives there. Um,
3: okay. um <clears throat> I'm surprised those two programs haven't talked about becoming a, a Bloomington program. You know, I know their numbers are both challenging at both of those programs as well.
5: Fibke dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the hodag. Look online at fibkeydental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com.
4: Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L I V O N I A TECH.net. Well, you you might this whole conversation
2: might have convinced me to actually like go. I'm looking at the schedule, trying to figure out which game I can go to that's that either works because I don't have my daughter that night or uh, isn't too far away. And I see the game at the super rink is when I'm headed home, so that doesn't work <laughs> uh, to for my family Christmas. But yeah, we'll see what I can figure out.
3: You gonna come to a Spartan game? I'll try. Check out, uh, you know, those, I, like I said, the, uh, you know, the, the Spartan, uh, Spartan Packer games, against good old South St. Paul are always fun rivalries and very, uh, lots of energy, lots of energy between the, uh, the parent groups and the fans, lots of energy between the student sections, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a couple of class A teams across, you know, crosstown rivals, come down and see them play at the Wuger.
4: Yeah. yeah. Looking at the schedule, I shouldn't be surprised to see that it's named after Woog. There's a, I would. There's a rink somewhere around, or a few probably in Minnesota that have that name. He played. He was actually originally he's from. from? Himself, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. sure.
3: Yep. Yeah. yeah, Coach Woog.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a what a wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, individual. He um, I I did some summer hockey, some AAA hockey. Uh, we we started. Well, how it actually started was, was Doug had uh, he had eight granddaughters and one grandson and so they started a triple a program crown hockey which was part of the dougwood brand and for the granddaughters and his youngest grandson jake who is a junior at egan egan wildcats uh for the egan wildcats uh jake was a, a 2006 which my my son is also in 06 and so uh his son dan said hey how about doing a boys program and we did a boys team you know doug was out there he was in his 70s 70, 70 plus years old, and he's out on the ice with these little kids, and he could still skate like the wind. Just, <laughs> kid, just an unbelievably gifted skater. You know, when, when you think about the skates that he wore when he was at the University of Minnesota and, and playing high school hockey and, you know, the technology changes, um, you know, just out with these little kids and, and skating and doing, you know, doing Russian circles and doing crossovers and talking about you know, the different edges and the inside and outside edges. And he was just, even at 70 some years old, just, you know, just, just a beautiful skater. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, he was, um, Oh, I hope the woogs don't get mad, but they were, uh, <laughs> came into the do you, you really room. think they listen? Oh, well, they <laughs> came into the, came into the locker room. This was during a practice and, you know, Coach Wogan, he was, he was getting undressed and he, he still had his track coat on, but he was in his, he was in his whiteys and he was, Hey, (laughs) Hey, Hey Christ, come over here. You know, this, he's in his seventies and he's still loving hockey and talking Mm -hmm. about hockey and talking about a four check or, you know, this guy just gets to this spot quicker and, you know, just, just a, just a wonderful individual that, that cared about the, I cared about his players. He cared about um, the people he was around, you know, obviously, I mean, the pressure at, you know, for the university of Minnesota to to coach that U team, you know, and the pressure that he was under and picking the right Minnesota kids every year. And, you know, it just, uh, just the time that I got to spend with him and be around him, uh, a wonderful, wonderful individual. So, yeah, I'm
2: sure Dustin would agree with this. I like watching Gopher games on fsn back in the day with him and mazako uh was so much fun (laughs) and like the two of them were just perfect and then like the experiences we've gotten to have over the years of like how they would go up to houghton to broadcast those games a couple different times and then you like because they're in houghton you get to interact with those guys a little bit and um like just something about part of it too is i think just like the like that was the golden age of the WCHA when like the final five was like the thing to do. And, and just like, I just have such fond memories of like having that game on the TV while we were trying to stream past the net to listen to Dirk and, and, and staggering everything Mm -hmm. as much as you could, like watching as much hockey as we could, even if it was, you know, Bemidji state on PBS and all that stuff. So, like that was that the, be- was that was so the best fun. because it yeah. was
0: all the WCHA and you could listen to tech, you could watch the Gophers, you could watch you know, sometimes you could get like a Badger game, you could watch yep. Bemidji State on Lakeland TV. They were broadcast yep. on that channel. And then, and then if
2: we had and then if we had Comcast, you might get Mankato or St. Cloud on a random night. So we'd have like two, three TVs set up that normally weren't in the living room so we could watch it all. <laughs> and just a just a different era and so much fun to look back on and and wooger was always fun to listen to all the time
0: he always said something that made you say like it's like just (laughs) shake your head like
2: (laughs) 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 kind of like joe on the radio
3: show in the past right just like yeah definitely a homer
1: yeah <laughs> yeah oh i can't
3: believe that's a penalty <laughs> <laughs> well, half the people in the building can. yeah it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're 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 i mean you're you're absolutely right i i remember as a kid you know being a minnesota kid in the wcha and friday nights was pajama pants and some pizza and who are the golfers playing and it was you know whether it was whether it was tech or it was northern or saint cloud or or it was, you know, Duluth or, or North Dakota or Wisconsin, you know, those four points meant everything you as a kid would sit and, you know, you just, you dream about someday, you know, playing in the, playing in the, playing for the Gophers, being a golfer. Um, yeah, it was, you know, super interesting. You know, my career, I got to Michigan tech and I made it, you know, growing up a Minnesota kid, wanting to play for the Gophers, playing the WCHA, um, you know, I, I got to play with, with, with some of, you know, a lot of quite a few NHLers, Andy Sutton, Andre Savage, Yarko Rutu, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brett Peterson, you know, I mean, Yarko talk about Yarko, you know, Yarko would, he'd come, he'd get up, he'd, he maybe went to class. I'm not sure. I wasn't, I didn't have class. I was, I was an engineer. I wasn't with, you know, I, but you know, Yarko would go up to the, he'd go up to the rink at noon and he'd do a, he'd work out, he'd do a weight, he'd do a, you know, he'd do this finish you know this I I don't even know but he the plyos and the medicine balls and he'd he'd be up there working out we'd we'd come up to the rink you know to get ready for practice and he'd already have a workout in and it was like Yarko we we got we got weight room today after practice I want to play in NHL I mean it was just just so you know and you know, and, you know, here's this, I don't know how many penalty minutes he had his freshman year, but he had to have put 20 guys in headlocks on the ice. I mean, it was just, you know, and it's, he made a <laughs> 15 year career of being an antagonizer in the NHL. I mean, it was, but he was just, he was so focused on wanting to get to the NHL and, you know, we, he'd work out and then we'd have practice and then we'd go in the weight room and he'd work out with the team. And, you know, you know, I, I, I shared with, you know, Suts and, you know, his skating and, and, you know, Andre and, you know, these guys, these, you know, a lot of these Canadians and stuff, you know, it was, it was to play professional hockey. And, and I, I just, you know, my mindset was, I made it, I made it to the WCHA, you know, and, you know, I I look back at, I look back at Mancini and, 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 and coach waters and, you know, don't you want to play after college? And I, I mean, I was a little bit naive and, you know, it was I made it, man. I'm, I'm getting an engineering degree. You know, I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, I'm, 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 getting a degree here. I'm, I'm playing hockey. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm playing against the teams that I grew up on Friday and Saturday nights, watching every, every weekend. And, yep. you know, it was just a different mindset for me. So it's probably why I never got off that fourth line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. hmm. uh,
4: That's good stuff. Yarko got, had 96 penalty minutes his freshman year. He yeah. only played, he only played one year too. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he, you know, I, I think Finland had a I think they have to do a year of community service whether it's in the the army or the, you know, I'm I'm not, but I think he went back wanting to be in the wanting to play in the NHL. I think he went back to get that year of service in so that he could could play professional hockey was That is was that is still it.
2: true. I know that because a Minnesota United player had to finish his service in during the off
3: season. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so but Yarko, yeah, he was Yeah, there you go, 96 minutes. I'm telling you, he put 20 guys in headlocks. I I never seen a guy bulldog a guy on the ice so many times. It's like, well, <laughs> what, what is what kind of hockey are they playing over there? But,
2: but my favorite part of that is that's not even close to the season record for Michigan Tech.
3: For freshmen or overall?
2: Overall, for one season, oh, most penalty minutes in the a, season.
3: <laughs> overall, is Darcy Martini, isn't it? Yeah, no, Darcy not,
2: Martini not. has the season record with 184 yeah. penalty minutes. Yeah.
3: How about how about, about Prokopets? He's got to be up there. He's got to be on that list somewhere. Maybe not.
4: Let me go back oh, to my see PDF here. and look him up. My hockey book is back behind me, I think.
5: Oh, yeah. He's I have that fine piece, piece of literature on my coffee yeah, table. It's,
2: it's back here. <laughs> is that uh, Dr. Sproul's book? Yes. Yeah. He had 163 penalties oh. for 405 minutes. That, I love in that. In his, his career, then. In his, in his career. career. I don't have the season breakdown. And I don't know where to yeah. get that without having, like, each yearbook, which
4: I don't have. I think it's in the in the book, but I can't reach it while keeping my headphones on. So
2: he's only he's only 94 penalty minutes short of Darcy's record of
5: 499. I love that. I bought my book direct from Bill Sprawl, and he signed it, and he was like, do you want me to sign it with anything? I said, sign it with whatever you think feels right. So inside of my book just says, good stuff, Matt. Go Huskies, Bill Sprawl, which I think is great. Uh. I I I, if I
2: if I had him autograph mine, it would say I like trains. <laughs> I like that. I think I still need to get. I want to get
5: because Cal is still technically well. He is credit on the book, so I can need to get him to sign it too. But yeah, and I just I, I, I need to start penciling in the records as they change, like Pietola with the goaltending records and all that. But I had Doctor Spreul for airport design. It's one of my electives.
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> that tracks.
5: Yep. Ah, yeah. Ah, train guy. That tracks. <laughs> Didn't try to do that. Sorry. <laughs> uh well the thing we haven't done I'm is talk
4: about Bowling Green at all or not Bowling Green but Mankato uh, series coming up that's the only we haven't covered that we do normally we, would
0: do we do we need to add more minutes for editing <laughs>
4: I don't think no. we need to I think <laughs> we're we we good just...
2: I, I well you know what time did we actually start recording because I had some complaints that our podcast isn't long enough anymore, so we could go a full two hours today. I, mean, I think yeah, we're pretty think close. We're close right. hours. <laughs> yeah, pretty we are close, like right. at,
5: we are like we started pretty quick, like right around. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah think we, we were started too far off, right? Yeah, we started pretty quick, so I don't think yeah. there's any reason to. And my
2: my fantasy team is like literally, if Travis Kelsey fumbles, I lose. Otherwise, I <laughs> wouldn't. because <laughs> I am up by one point nine nine points right now. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, I'm up by two point nine nine now, so I guess I could survive a fumble, possibly. Crazy night. Um, yeah, I don't. What, what do you guys want to talk about, Mankato? It's Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, it is not uh your your older brother's Mankato anymore, so that'll be interesting to see. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make either game. I'd like to, but I don't think it's going to happen.
5: Oh. I. Don't know what to say because we got we got the bit of a break in there to, and we always think the break's going to be good. And historically, the break has kind of been bad for the Huskies. But
2: what kind of break?
5: Like just have like taking a week off, like taking a week off, having a bye week, having like the holidays, like having what, that break. What bye
4: week do we have? You mean the students' bye week? There's we the play, played this the weekend. team
2: played last weekend and is playing this weekend. I don't know what you're talking about. There oh, might not be know, classes, why? but that's different.
5: I don't know where my brain is because I, I didn't know either. I did what not your schedule think... are you looking oh, at? See, the th- did the you... thing for me, no, see, it totally just didn't register in my brain that is already November 20th. Okay. that is just insane to me so i i am sorry for this absolute nonsense that's going to be in the podcast <laughs> now <laughs> because <But, laughs> i was looking at the 24th i was like oh yeah it's another week away like oh, yeah, yeah. no editing out do not edit that out no, no leave we're this, leaving this, that, ex- leave that. Expo- expose me for being a moron i don't care yeah <laughs> <laughs> nothing i don't do to myself every week anyway yeah uh <laughs> but I think that it's an opportunity to get at least one statement win to try to get some momentum back in this team. Like, I understand this is not the same Minnesota State we played last year, but they also have not taken the same, like, drop off a cliff that everyone's kind of expected. So, if and in my mind, Minnesota State is the CCHA champion until the moment they aren't. So, I think it's a good opportunity to get some good uh, headway going and try to turn the season around with at least one win here
4: hey they're just as capable of collapsing in bemidji as we are so i mean exactly
5: <laughs> yeah that did
2: did that make you feel a little better about the collapse that uh, absolutely not no that was horrible
4: <laughs> <laughs> that game is nuts sports <laughs> Seven is to six. weird
2: did you see that austin what happened to in the bemidji mankato game saturday
3: the four zero 0 lead that didn't end that way
2: well, that was tech. It yeah, wasn't quite Bemidji. as bad as tech's but, collapse, but, where it was unanswered. Yeah, I believe, unanswered, Man- I believe but... Mankato, like it was a very streaky game where both teams scored like two or three goals in a row, and then the other team would answer back with two or three more. And uh, Bemidji ended up coming yeah, it... back from a three-goal deficit to win seven to six. Right? Yeah, it was it was two to
4: nothing. Then it was five to two to Mankato. Then it yep. was four to five to Mankato. Then six to four, and then in the third, they went they went into the they went into the third at six to four and uh Bemidji's the only one that scored.
0: Yeah. Oh, so just your typical Saratori game. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I, I do love <laughs> his his quote. The winning is fun. And that's all the that's all the yeah. press
0: conference is.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: You pair that with the sports is weird quote and you get yeah, right. a pretty good feel for the weekend, right?
3: <laughs> Where do they play this weekend?
4: They're playing uh tech is playing in Mankato.
3: They're in Mankato. Yeah, it's yep.
4: uh, it's the Minnesota in Minnesota game.
3: How's Tech done on the road versus at home this year so far?
4: This year, it's been a little rough. I think. Let's see here. I'll actually grab. So what it.
3: have their What have their road games been?
4: Let's see. At Duluth. At Duluth,
2: which they
0: tied and so in, won in the. At, at Duluth, at Bemidji,
2: and and then in New York.
0: Yep. So Duluth went okay. Bemidji went okay for
4: only one road win.
0: Part of it. <laughs>
4: One road win. Yeah. The one win in yep. Bemidji is the only road win.
0: Yep. And two, and,
4: uh, two ties. Okay. And yeah, one something. collapse. Yeah. But, yeah. The, you uh,
2: know, Bemidji. but to be fair, if you look at the stat sheet, they were lucky to be up for nothing
4: because they did that on what? Eight shots or something? Uh, yeah, I believe it was three shots on three goals
0: at some point. Yeah. yeah. It was That's that. just being accurate. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, I'm not boys. saying they
2: shouldn't find a way to hang on, but they were, they were, they were not dominating the game like a team no. up for nothing at all. So
3: boys, um, it's, it's shots in goal, not shots on goal. That yep, exactly. <laughs> that's right. what I'm right. saying. Yeah. I mean,
5: that's what I say. A bowling league every week. I don't care if you, nail. <laughs> I don't care if you nail the pocket and get a perfect strike. If they all go down, I'm not going to ask any questions. <laughs>
3: that's, right. <laughs> that's
4: right. Yeah. Hopefully it should be, be some good games. I actually get to, I won't get to watch again this weekend. This is the next segue. i want to talk about Dustin's hunting here a little bit before we're done, but. eventually but i'll be out in the woods again so (laughs) and there is no reception where i'm at i've discovered except for on top of a couple of ridges (laughs) (laughs) which isn't a bad thing no i didn't get get to watch
2: much this weekend i watched some on friday night but saturday night i uh went out to dinner and had a wedding to go to so i was keeping track of the score but i don't think i ever put the game on
5: uh, on saturday night
4: friday night actually, we were at the supper club so i was uh i was watching at the table
5: <laughs> i managed <laughs> to watch all of both actually so you know like i was able to sit down and do the normal thing on uh friday i was how at was a friend's the,
4: how was the actual saturday night games you were at that one as well austin how, how was that one was it good performance or was it closer than it should have been
3: i haven't seen enough to benchmark against you know how they're playing versus how they have been playing but I I was impressed. I mean I, I you know I I they have a good hockey team. Um they got they got solid goaltending. I thought their I thought their defensemen played well. I thought their defensemen made good reads, moved the puck well. Um I I thought you know they they had some sustained forechecks. checks. Uh, they scored timely goals. Um number 7 McGrath for Ferris State was I think he's a freshman. I think he was solely responsible for two of the goals that Tech scored. He just missed <laughs> missed assignments, um, so we were we were watching him. My my assistant coach's last name is McGrath, so we we caught on to him early. And
4: <laughs> sure,
3: I think two of the goals. I think if you watch highlights, it's him with a reach, with a stick and a reach being out of position. So, yeah, I mean, I, I you know they, they played well. I, I I it it they're a good hockey team. Um, you know, I've seen a half a dozen college games this year. It's the first time I've seen tech. It's the second game I've been to in person and, and they're, you know, they're, they're capable of stringing some wins together. They're capable of, of building some momentum. They haven't, they have enough talent on that team. They got to mm-hmm. get Kyle going.
4: Yeah. I think that's you know? the big thing is getting the scoring going would be, would be promising.
3: They, they, yep. They got to get them going. They, you know, um, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, like I said, not a, not a ton to, Benchmark against, but but thought that they were, uh, they they actually they looked like a good team on on Saturday night.
4: I think it was, I think it's Bob Mancini's quote that is the you get to whoever gets the three goals first wins. I think that's him. It's somewhat like three or four goals. Yeah, it's my dad always brings that quote up when talking about Mancini. It's either three or whoever gets the three goals wins or four goals wins in college hockey, and yeah, it, it and holds exactly true this year. If we score less than three goals, we don't win, <laughs> except for the Bemidji State game. So yeah. one of the, the one of the games
3: the exception. Yeah. Yeah. One of the one of the metrics that 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 uh, Bob used to use with us was four or more goals.
4: That must be it. Must be four goals in hockey games.
3: Yep. And I, you know, I that's you know one of the things I carry over with our team. We talk about if we can score four or more and give up or give up three or less, you're going to you're going to find yourself in a lot of hockey games in the last sixty seconds of a game if that if that's the case. And mm-hmm. you know, there's there's always some outliers in a twenty five game season, but it's uh it's a it's a pretty you know a pretty big part of that bell curve that you're gonna find yourself in that in that range so yeah mm-hmm.
4: yep uh, that's how it's been this year for them. in in October they didn't score more than two goals in a single game didn't have a single win
3: <laughs> I got one other story for you guys sure okay I'm gonna see oh, if he's walking t- off screen this is gonna be good uh, stuff I'm gonna try to take it off the wall and I'll show it to you on camera Because I I, I I actually I actually just had this frame ah that's awesome so
2: let me turn it back. We'll
3: get do you that know, let, so you can see it. Let me do it. this. Let go. me get the um. Let me take the let me take the background off. Yeah, blur, blur that'll help. Okay. There yeah, one for
4: each school, eh? Nice. Yeah. So this that's this nice. is the
3: old yeah. So this is the old WCHA. I just had this done less than six months ago, so yeah. you can see I I had you know I scored my first collegiate goal at Northern. Nice. So nice. that's the puck, but there's there's a story to this. So. Uh, my freshman year, uh, we play Laurentian on Friday or Saturday night, and then the following weekend we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do Ferris State. I think it was Ferris State on Friday. It might have been Lake State on Friday, Ferris on Saturday. And and I may I, we'll just say it was Lake State. Lake State comes. I'm on the ice at the end of a period. Puck kind of gets wrapped around. Horn goes off, and the puck's laying there. And I grab it. You know, it's got a Lake State logo on it. And I thought this is pretty cool. Um, we get to Saturday. We get to Ferris, and for some reason, some odd reason, I find myself on the ice again at the end of a period or something. And I find myself with a Ferris state puck. And so (laughs) I just got this idea that every rink I play in, I'm going to try to get a home puck and and collect them. And so these are all, these are all game pucks. They're all game pucks from the 10 rinks in the WCHA. Uh, That's
4: awesome. That's very cool. And and so,
3: yeah, yeah, super cool. And I, I, I got rid of the other pucks that I had, you know, I I thought I'm, what am I, I'm going to do this with the, with the ten WCHA teams and just get it framed in a, you know, have it as a little momentum. But the uh, the UMD puck, the Bulldog puck, that puck was a penalty. I was in the penalty box towards the end of the game. I had not gotten a puck yet, and when the guys in the <laughs> score box were not looking, I grabbed one out of the ice bucket and I t- I tucked it. I tucked this <laughs> puck right here. I tucked it right in my glove, and I I went over to the bench at the end of the game. I so I'm you know. <laughs> lord, lord 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 please forgive me for i have sinned i stole but i i got my i got my duluth puck and that's where that puck came from so oh, that's I, awesome. I stole it out of, the, out of the puck bucket but yeah kind of a kind of a fun story and so yeah a little moment little we'll little definitely thing. use that for the <laughs>
2: opening joke of the uh second podcast we dropped this week <laughs> so, make sure yeah. everybody hears it because we'll play it twice yeah no well you know dustin was the one who kind of came up with the idea and after uh jess myers tweeted out your trip stuff and came across my feed i think dustin and i both kind of had the same idea that it would be cool to get you on and and it really was it's where i think we're gonna try and do stuff like this a little bit more because it kind of got rob and i actually sat down with uh jerry McInnes. um what about a month ago now yeah, the in the, recorded about an hour long podcast with her that we're probably gonna drop between the last uh games of December before the July and and then when the July is hits so so our listeners get some content during the the little break there that we're gonna take for the holidays um but like sitting down and listening to those stories from her kind of kind of sparked my interest in trying to reach out to more alumni to to get you guys on and just talk about that stuff I mean it's cool to hear about stories about Mancini and waters and, and, you know, Brent Peterson and all that stuff. Like the, you know, the tech fans are so used to hearing guys like Brent on the, on the broadcast. Right. And so it's kind of cool to, to hear stories about him as a player too. And, and, and think of him as more than just the guy that does the color. Some games. Right.
3: Yeah. I got one other story for you for, uh, for the Michigan, for the Michigan natives. Uh, my, my second year junior is playing in Des Moines. I played with a guy named Jeff Blashill. Sure. So <laughs> some of you guys, some of you guys know, might know Blash is, uh, the former, uh, head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, but, um, what's super interesting about it. Um, one knowing, knowing him when he was a 17, 18 year old, uh, you knew he was destined for stardom. Uh, you knew he was going to, going to be an, an incredible leader, um, he was had an incredible work ethic. He hated to get scored on in practice. You know, he was a goaltender. Uh, you didn't skate anywhere near his crease, or you got some lumber. Um, <laughs> but he, we, we used to down in Des Moines, and I played for a coach, a guy named uh, Coach Ferguson, Bob Ferguson, uh, a, a very close second to Coach Mancini and coaches I played for. Um, an incredible coach, uh, Bob. You know, about half the team were Minnesotans, and half the team were from you know anywhere USA uh, one of which was, was Blash, but every Monday we did something, which was called, was called leagues. And it was just, it was, a you know, two teams and it was just a, it was a scrimmage coach Ferguson would put full pads on, you know, I'm not quite sure how old he was back in, in 90, 93, 94, but he'd come out and play. Uh, I almost saw him getting a fight with a player. He was, you know, it was, that's the intensity that he brought. But, um, you know, a lot of times it was Minnesota versus the world where how the teams got split and, and Blash, being a Minnesota, or, uh, sorry, a Michigan native, uh, you know, I think if you watch his press conference on YouTube, he talks about his father being a police officer in the Detroit area. You know, he was born and bred in Michigan. Um, he said in his press conference when he was named head coach of the Detroit Red Wings that, you know, this he's working for the greatest franchise in sports. And, and I sat and watched that on YouTube and I go, there's somebody that I can stand behind and 100% he means it. He bled Michigan. Uh, he used to walk around, and here's getting, getting, trying to, to set it up the story or the, the, the line. He used to walk around that locker room in Des Moines telling us that he was going to name his firstborn son Mitch Egan. Because he loved Michigan so much, he was going to name his firstborn son Mitch Egan, Mitch Egan Blashill. And you know, as a seventeen or an eighteen-year-old, you kind of laugh at it. Uh, his kids, I did watch. You know, he 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 did. You know, he did give a shout out to his wife and to his kids. None of his kids were named Mitch, so he he on that a little bit. She probably told him no, but he loved. He absolutely loved the state of Michigan. And he, you know, as a, he used to say it all the time. I'm named my first kid, Mitch Egan, Mitch Egan, you know, and it's you watch him at that press conference, you know, coming coaching Western Michigan, you know, for a couple of years and, and then coaching the, you know, was he over in Kalamazoo with the, you know, or whoever the the farm club was there for the rings. And then you know, ultimately making it to the, to the big dance and yeah, pretty cool. Kind of a cool story for, for those that are from Michigan. Yeah. That's they'll stuff. probably appreciate Listen. that after
2: we talked about Minnesota high school so much. That's true. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah when,
3: uh, I was texting about. We're going to talk about Little Caesars. Come on. <laughs> stop talking about Little
5: Caesars. Yeah, <laughs> Honey Baked all those other programs <laughs> yeah. over there Victory Honda. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
4: I put yeah. my phone on do not disturb Matt. So I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah no, I was
5: like, cause I <laughs> love hearing about like what you do and like how you form a program, but we go into the weeds of Minnesota high school hockey here all the time. And my brain just shuts off. I'm like, all right, we're going to wait for this to get over. We don't
2: do it that much. No, I know. But when during you the do- tournament. But when it, we do, it feels like an eternity to it you. It does. Yeah. And I'm, I, it does. You
5: sit there, and I'm like, oh, my God. This is like <laughs> opening up the community section of my high school newspaper. I don't need
3: this. <laughs> <laughs> Just punch me in the face now. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I,
5: have, and I absolutely get it. The development model in Minnesota is like it's, – it's a thing. Like, you're going to be hearing about a lot of these players, yep. like, it, to be up – and I get it, but at the same time, I'm like – well, I get the and, community paper on my door like once a month. <laughs> you know, but what makes me
2: the happiest about the community model and what it is, you go back to we talked about Jake Jackson earlier and and my boss, you know, talking about like uh, you know, his nephew and the opportunity they probably had to go do USHL early and those kids stick around and play their senior year. Because they want to play with the kids that they've been playing with since Mites. Yeah. Well, you said Uh, culture, right? That's the culture. It's the culture, right? Like, you're only going to get to play with your high school friends for these four years. So go do it. And if you're good enough, you're still going to get that chance to play college hockey. Um, Like, I love that Jake Jackson stayed at Tartan and didn't go to Hill Murray or whatever and played with his friends, even if that meant, like, he didn't get quite as far as maybe he could have if he went somewhere else. But he played with his friends. They got to like I think a section final his senior year, which is pretty damn awesome for Tartan. Um it's it's yeah. just a different mentality compared to like the the yeah, really I don't even know what, the, what the, the major minor U eighteen stuff what what I don't even know what you call Triple A. Like the triple yeah. A midget U- stuff, yeah.
3: Like all U18. that stuff like Tier yeah. one, Tier Two. Yep. What I'll tell you about community-based hockey and Minnesota hockey is I I had the opportunity, I had the opportunity to play two years in the USHL. I, I played 105 games of Division I hockey at Michigan Tech. I never had the opportunity to play in the Minnesota State High School League tournament. We lost in the section final, my junior year. I'd I'd give up a lot of the a lot of the experiences that I had. I don't know that I'd give up 105 college games, but you know, I got a chance to play in the the championship of the, the, the frozen five or the WCHA final five. Right. I I had some really cool opportunities played, you know, to play at Joe Lewis and the GLI. Um, the, I would, I'd, I'd be willing to trade a handful of these experiences to have that opportunity to play in the Minnesota state high school league with my buddies. Yep. Sure. You yeah. You know, and it's just, yeah, I mean, there's, there's you, you guys, you guys, some of you guys are here in Minnesota. I mean, there's so much, talk about do you leave early and go to junior hockey or do you stay and play with your friends and you know you, you're going to you're going to end up where you end up you know your yep. your parents or you might think that chasing something is going to get you somewhere faster um i would tell you that your, your talent and your character and who you are you know that you, you, you'll end up where you're where you're supposed to end up and you just you just don't want to give up the opportunity to play with those buddies that you've played with and, and go to a state tournament And you know it's yeah you know, it was incredible when I was in high school. You know, it was just one tournament. You know, we were a we were a small school that didn't have much of a chance. And but you dreamed, man, did you dream? And you talked about it. And you said, let's do it. And it's yeah. it's special. It's well, and one really of the special. other things
2: about hockey that's different than a lot of other sports is is the junior system. So you can play your four years of high school and still go play juniors and go to college two years later, um, and get that exposure after high school yet.
3: There's not a lot uh-huh. of 18 year olds playing Division One college hockey now. They're no, they're you know, they're, nope. you know the, they these don't schools are send these schools are sending these kids. They, it, there's there's just a big difference. I I tell kids I tell parents all the time, a, a parents that have graduated at Simley. I said, you know here here's what here's what you should have done. You should have taken all your kids when they were six years old, gathered up all the parents and said, I know this is going to be painful, but let's just wait one more year to put them in kindergarten because <laughs> they, they, there's there's yep. absolutely so much. Physical change, you know, some of it is the ice cream machine and DHH, but some of it is, (laughs) some of it is, some of it is, you know, that 18 to 19, you just, you're physically still growing, you know, USA hockey will talk about long-term development model. I'm a hundred percent believe that some kids develop when they're 10 and they never get better. And some kids, Andy Sutton get better when they're 21 and they get NHL contracts, you know, it, 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 it truly is different for every for every player and and yeah. you've got you got the rest you, you, you got you, you, hockey affords you the ability to go play junior hockey you know um colleges want 20 year old freshmen they're just physically different they're physically more mature and and it's the game you know that that piece of the game is is definitely changed for sure and i i hate to be a loser but we're approaching
5: midnight here and i'm in michigan <laughs> so i need you're to welcome reduce. to
2: tap out matt
5: i'm getting out of here thanks thanks for making it this long of course and thanks for coming on austin you've been a fantastic guest i appreciate it
3: yeah i I appreciate uh the opportunity this is i I can't lie this is my first podcast
5: (laughs) Ah, Uh, you've you've done a a fabulous job you have no this is going to be such a gold mine of an episode you have like our (laughs) our viewership is going to love hearing about like what it was like to be a a tech player during the window you were like your coaching philosophy, these experiences you had, it's, it's just, it's going to be, you did a great job. Well, it's fun
4: too, because you know, the rest of the guys on here, you know, Tim, Tim and Dustin came in and you guys were Oh three Oh four. Right. Coming into tech. Right. Yeah. And my, and my,
2: My freshman year is the year after Austin graduated. Yeah,
4: and yeah. I'm
5: young. So, I graduated in 18.
4: Right. So a lot well,
3: of times I graduated, when I, talk about... I graduated in 99, not 98. Oh, well, I guess we were both there for one year. Difference. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. One year,
2: but I don't think I saw a single hockey game that year. So a lot yeah, of times every...
4: when we talk about the experience of the guys on the podcast, I get like when I was a little kid in the rink and talking about some of the stuff that, you know, the, these guys don't know those stories. It's great to have somebody that's was there when I was little. Right. Cause I mean, yeah. That's, well, that's what I remember is being in the rink all the time. And we well, may have been playing a little bit more small stick hockey in the corners instead of watching the game sometimes. Cause they could get, they could get, uh... can't do
2: that now, Rob. <laughs>
4: nope. We can't do that anymore, <laughs> but we definitely did that a lot back in the, the puck corner back there as kids. <laughs>
2: well, it, the, one of the other things that I still find very odd is you are the only one that ever, I, maybe Matt did, but you were the only one that ever heard of Bob Olson called game. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause he, started calling like his last season calling games was the year before misfits happened yeah and before i became a fit like i never listened to games on the radio until the misfit thing like until the october eighteenth, two 2003 game um i think i went to like three or four games the first four
4: years Bob's style of announcing toward the uh, toward the end of his career was the the Bob Euchre style. You got stories along with the hockey game, and sometimes you didn't know what was going on in the hockey game, but you get the stuff eventually. But you that, get Bob's that was stories probably too. okay towards yeah,
2: towards the end of his sure. tenure because those were some <laughs> rough years there. But
4: yeah, he was. Uh, no, it's uh, it's always fun to like I said to reach a little bit farther back into the tech history too than than what we typically do because we're Tim and Dustin and, and Matt's experiences. So it's been awesome having you on. Some of those yeah. names are like those are the names like you talk about looking up to people right as a little kid, you know Ram and Andre were those guys were awesome you know
2: yeah I I, I don't think I, some I think Dirk mentioned Andre at one point he might have been the trivia question answer or something and i had never heard his name said by somebody who knew how to say it oh he's definitely
4: i always said savage and then both of you are like savage definitely and I'm like, french-speaking oh, canadian yep, yeah, andre yep, savage yeah it's yep. not savage yeah <laughs> yep. yep so
3: so many so many other stories to to be able to tell it uh you know i my fifth year i played for the portage lake pioneers we won oh, the did National, you really we nice. won we, we won the championship with with mo morosti and and Buster Roberts. And, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I mean, it's I actually, uh, I actually, we our, our goaltender and I I don't even remember who our goaltender oh, yeah. was, but we had a road trip down to uh, Northern Wisconsin, and he couldn't make it. I played goalie for three games, and, <laughs> and I had I had uh, I had somebody in the I had somebody in the stands handing me a beer during the game. I mean, it was a game that we, you know, we 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 won nine to one, and the other team had four shots. And yeah, I mean, it, there's just some some just you know, unbelievable. You know, Buster. Buster, you know, just crying tears of joy in the locker room after winning that national championship. And yeah, so, I mean, there, there's some, just some unbelievably great memories of being up in the UP and, and I, you know, I appreciate, I appreciate you guys having, you know, um, Tim and Dustin, Rob, I know Matt's not here. You guys having me on it's uh, it's uh, I, I, I do want to say, you know, and I don't know who will hear it or if this will make the cut on your editing, but I, I do want to thank Michigan Tech and, and Dr. Sanger and and Joel. Isaac, you know, and, 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 uh, Steve Nordstrom over at Jeffers and, and Chris Salani over at Hancock. Um, you know, they, the, the, the school putting the tours on for us, you know, what they did for, for an alumni is wonderful. Um, you know, it just, I couldn't stop smiling. It was so much fun. Um, I hope to, I hope to be back up here in another year or two. I, I hope we can figure out a way to, to make this happen where it's a, a home and home because I, I, I i just i even think it's cool for the, these minnesota teams and these michigan teams to to play each other
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah but uh thank you so much for uh coming on the podcast jess is the reason i got your number um and because uh, i reached out to him after the tweet and and you hadn't added me back on uh uh linkedin yet so i couldn't talk to you um no. but yeah thanks for uh for accepting our offer and uh for making that trek it's it's really cool to see and uh, maybe I'll have to see if Dustin and I can meet up and go to one of your games sometime this year
3: so. yeah i'd uh I'd love that if you uh, if you think you're gonna make a game please please reach out we'll get you a couple tickets cool. uh may- maybe we'll find a way to get you some swag and you can work it into <laughs> one of your one of your podcasts here that would be yeah. great um and, and uh yeah and, would love that. good luck
2: and, this year hopefully uh hopefully your boys can show off their hockey hair on uh <laughs> oh. on uh that be Thursday
3: morning is that right? Do I
0: have that. Yeah, uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday for morning. class A. Yep.
3: Yeah. Oh man, these they already are they're already growing it out. They're already talking <laughs> about it. And, you know, it's, Yeah, I would love to have you come. I uh, you know, if you yeah. you're you're able to come to a game and we uh I typically uh lose a little weight in the off season I put 20 pounds on in the season because we go, <laughs> believe it or not, we go to Applebee's 25 times after 25 games and we talk about the the game okay. with the coaches. We we eat half-price appetizers and drink uh a couple of adult beverages. So we'd, we'd love to have you come Love right. to a game. Love I, to guess, have you I guess
2: I can go to Applebee's for like the second time in a decade. I'll, I'll buy you, <laughs> I'll buy
3: you, I'll buy you a beer. If, if that's your thing and, uh and we can, I can tell you some, some better stories off. <laughs> I can tell you some better better stories off. You know, we can talk about a lot of better stories offline here too. So yep. that I can neither right. confirm or deny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Right, perfect.
2: Yeah, best best not to have those while I hit record. That's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you know, it's probably closer for me to get to Invergrove Heights than you, Tim. Yeah. I can get there in twenty minutes. But
2: I will I will gladly go down there so I can go to is it Toritos? Is that the name of the sub shop? Oh,
3: on Concord. Yes. Yeah.
2: I, yeah. Uh, pre-game. Yeah. I heard um, Derek Shepard talk them up on the, one of the North Dakota podcasts that they got him on. Hmm. And I have, I tried it one time because he said it was his favorite and it, it is, it holds it, it's good. I texted him and told him that I, uh, I appreciated the recommendation because it's pretty darn good. And I try to stop there when it's lunch dinner time and I'm in the Southeast Metro. So uh yeah that's pretty good stuff yes sir yes so, sir uh yeah thanks for coming on um it, you know hopefully dustin and i can make a regular season game and i'm sure i'll i'll try and make any uh section games that make sense where would your section final we, be
3: yeah we play all our section games at roseville ice arena so section oh, yeah that'll a be games easy are, for me to get they're to, all played so. at roseville yep quarters okay. semis and final cool all right yeah. well thank you metro
4: I can... stuff i have no idea where it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: It's just north. It's just north of Mason City,
2: Iowa.
1: Sure, <laughs>
2: <laughs> halfway to Canada. That's all. <laughs> yeah,
3: just follow, follow the blue line. <laughs> Anything else you want to plug? Me, I I'm not going to plug. Got, I th- okay. thank you guys. Thank all you right. guys for having me. Uh, go Spartans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good With luck. One minute remaining in the <laughs> podcast. It's a great day to be a Husky. We'll yeah. see you guys. All all right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash guide. Like our newest patron, Red Ridge, who did it earlier this month. I believe they signed up at the black level, which is $5 a month. That gets you extra podcast content, um, including extended versions of every podcast. Uh, we've got a bunch of different levels uh, at different price points, as low as $2 a month, all the way up to, I think we got it up to $50 a month, which none of you have done that yet. Go ahead. Do it. I dare you. Um, <laughs> there's a discount if you do an annual pass um, and pay like for the whole year up front. Um, follow us on Twitter at Chasing Mac Pod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating... Dustin will read the review. You leave no matter what it says. So let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibkey Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Did you drive by there, Austin? Did you notice?
3: Yeah, Probably not. It's a great place. <laughs> yeah, great place. Uh,
2: Arcadia Insurance that covers pretty much our entire listening area in the Midwest. Uh, Livonia Technical Services. And finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you're talking about us, the thank you notes stuff.